0: Are you ready to build a business with consistent income and have time left to spend with your family? In Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson, you will learn the strategies to create exactly what you want in your business and in your life. Now, here's your host, Kathleen Reason
1: Hello, and welcome to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson. I'm your host, Kathleen Reeson, and we're here on Inspired Choices Network. And I'm so excited to be here. And I know every week I say, we have the most exciting week for you planned or exciting show for you planned. And I, I actually mean today, Like I am lit up, lit up like a Christmas tree. It's the holiday season and I am truly lit up. And I say that because I have set myself up for this show in particular. This weekend I led, I was the, the captain or co-captain of a team of, uh, in emotional intelligence. And so that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about emotional intelligence. And I'll tell you, I've Led a lot of businesses. I've owned a lot of businesses. I've been a CPA and I've studied a lot of businesses. I've been in the marketing world. Like, I have seen business in a lot of different angles from financial, from marketing, from operational, all of it. Okay. I've seen it all and big, small, like all different levels, all different industries. And here's what I can tell you. Okay. When I coach, so, so executive coaching, that's what's like kind of my thing. When I do that, it's not about the p and the profit and loss. I don't care what your financials say. Because if I spend five minutes, five seconds, it doesn't matter what the time is. If I spend a minute with the executives or the executive team, I can tell you exactly what I'm going to see in those financials. Exactly. I can tell you which companies are making money. I can tell you which companies are losing money. I can tell you which companies are struggling and where they're struggling. I can see it all because it is all in how we hold our leadership. It's all in how we show up. It's all in wherever we're going to break through those, those executives that are having problems with connection that that aren't willing to go deep, that aren't willing to let me in. Guess what's happening in their company. The company is disconnected. The company is not hitting their sales goals. The sales team is not connected to the marketing team. The marketing team is connected to the operational team. And so you see disconnect the executives who are not vulnerable, who are not willing to share what's on their heart and mind, not willing to be messy. Talked about that a few weeks ago. Those that aren't willing to be messy, guess what? They're stuck in perfectionism. Their business is waiting to be successful. They are behind the ball, not in front of the ball. And so guess what happens in those P&Ls? We see barely making it. And those executives who are like, look, I don't know what's ahead and I'm all in. We're going to figure it out. We're rolling with the punches. Guess what's happening in their books? Wild new creation, wild new creation, because those are the ones that aren't saying this is holding me back and this is holding me back. And so we're going to wait. So it's all about how we show up as as a leader. So these leadership trainings, there's, I got a part of some that were out in California. I'll tell you that story in a little bit but I got into some and now I'm supporting some teams. They're all over the world, right? But it's really, it's based on the principles of transformational leadership. And here's the distinction that's so important. And I probably talked about this on the show hundreds of times, but the distinction is how you show up anywhere is how you show up everywhere. How you show up anywhere is how you show up everywhere. And when I first heard this, I didn't even hundred percent believe that it was true. I said, oh no, I'm just showing up in this space this way. (laughs) What I know now, right? I'm showing up in this space this way, like it's conditional. But you guys, I'll tell you, that's a BS. Because how I show up anywhere is how I show up everywhere. So whatever I'm gonna run into in one space, not wanting to connect, not wanting to be deep, not wanting to give freely, that's how I'm gonna show up everywhere else. And it's only in my mind that I get trapped. So let's talk about what emotional intelligence is. Okay, we talk about like why is it important? Because it is at our fundamental level. If that is what's going to drive businesses forward. That's what is going to drive families forward. It's who we are and how we show up as leaders. So people say to me, like, Kathleen, like, I just, I don't want to be around you. And I'm thinking, why? Like, why? Why would you want to be around me? I'm just me. You know, I've said every week for the past, like, six weeks that I am committed to the equivalent of walking you in my front door of my house, up the stairs, into my bedroom, pulling out my underwear drawer and showing you my skitties. Like I am committed to showing you that. Yuck, who would want to do that? Who would want to see that? But I'm totally here for that. And the feedback that I get consistently is, Kathleen, like the space that you take up in a room, like, I just want to be around you. And I think, why? <laughs> Thank you. And why? But the reason is because I am me. I am authentically me. If you're watching the TV version of this, you can see my arms are out. I am. A, I don't care what anyone thinks of me. I don't care if you think my, you don't like my hair color or you don't like the shirt that I picked out or you don't like the hanging on my wall or the plant that my husband bought that he says he's not going to kill that's kind of like a little bit wilted. Like I just don't care because I have released that. I am laser focused on what I get to create in the world So my mind is spent there in serving that. And so these other emotional pieces of caring what people think and what other people, what what's bothering them, those, if I allowed those to be where I spent my attention, then I would never create what I want to create. So emotional intelligence at its fundamental level is how we focus on what we want to focus on and not the other stuff. We are not focused on the circumstances around us. So take this into the business space. I just saw this definition the other day. The purpose of emotional intelligence in a business is that we have a lot of employees and executives and entrepreneurs all across the board with a lot of employees that focus on the circumstances. So the things that are happening around them rather than the goal at hand. So you wonder why things take 10 times as long because we're focusing on the circumstances. We get caught up in the the hows or the, the reasons we can't do something or the little things that come up. But the reality is what we get to focus on and where we get to head is where we want to focus and where we get to head. So when we set a goal, when we create, what when we say, this is what I'm going to create, all the stuff that's going to come up, because I know stuff's going to come up, all that stuff that's going to come up, okay, let it come up because... I'm gonna see it as it is. It's a thing, and I'm not gonna get. I'm not gonna create these emotions around it. And if I do, great, move through them because I'm human. If I was not human, it would be a lot easier. I could just move. Wouldn't have emotions. And actually, you guys, it's like an interesting thought. I'd be totally okay not having emotions. Before I entered into this work, before I committed to it, I was a self-prescribed rock, which was really not a bad thing. So some of you may hear that as like hard and cold and. Sure, we, <laughs> that's probably that's what a rock is, but it also is it, it's solid. Okay, so rocks aren't wavering. And what I got to be is flow. Okay, I got to be the flow. And so I shift from being like rigid to flowing, from rigid to flowing. And the difference is now I can allow myself, if emotions are coming up for someone else, I can feel those. And I can still move through it. If something's uncomfortable for me, I do it anyway. So this weekend, I spent three days in an emotional intelligence training leading a team. Now I I have today, tomorrow, and part of Wednesday. And then we go back in to support the next level for this team. So where else in the world? We've got 40 some students in this training. Where else in the world? We have a team of 14 people supporting these 40 students. You guys, my paycheck for this is zero. I get no money. And yet I invested over... Gosh, I don't know, 70, 80 hours in this team already. And I will just just in the the Wednesday afternoon through Sunday coming up, I'll invest another 96 hours. That's not my prep time, that is my actual time invested in these leaders and my paycheck is zero. I get no money for this. I do it out of the kindness of my heart because where else in the world do I get to go and play with people that say, "Hey, this person that committed to showing up and being the best possible version of themselves. Okay? The, the 14 of us behind the scenes, we're saying, hey, look at that person. Look at, look at Katie there. I see exactly where she wants to go. What do you think is in her way? How can we create a scenario where she's gonna come up against it and break through it? Where else do you have a team of cheerleaders that are just in it truly to see what you could create, who stand beside you and are willing to be that interruption? You guys, this weekend, I stood as an interruption from the most loving space against what we call the people that are, you might call them mean. They're not mean people. They're just up against it. Our egos, they are big and strong. We got big egos, people. We've been working on these our whole lives. And yet that's what's stopping us. We ourselves are stopping us from what we want. So when we claim, whether in business, in life, and family relationships with our kids, with our spouse, whatever it is, when we say that's what I want to create. The only thing that's stopping you from creating it is you. And so where else in the entire world can you go and have a team of 14 people that purely from the goodness of their heart are pouring into you saying, I will get you up against whatever is standing in your way, and I will support you in breaking through that. It just doesn't exist anywhere else. So there is this community that I pour into. And guys, these places exist all around the world. So I was a part of Hardcore out in California. I played it with Boston Breakthrough Academy this weekend. It's where I'll continue to play and support. There's Next Level in Pennsylvania. There's Next Level in Ohio. There's Gratitude in Florida. There's all kinds of these programs, but they focus on emotional intelligence. And I personally love them. The distinctions can be applied right into your business and right into your life. They absolutely are valuable to how you show up. So how we manage our minds is a direct correlation to what we create. I hear a lot of people say, I have a, a poor relationship with my spouse. And guys, there was a point in my life, I, if you read my book, it's called Joy and A Guide to Creating a Meaningful Life. You can find it on Amazon. And what I taught in that book, a lot of different things. My husband's nearly died twice. My youngest son nearly multiple times, like, like 30 times in his first year of life. It was crazy. And you guys, at the time, I didn't realize I was taking him to five to seven doctor's appointments a week for nearly a year and running business and had two other children and, and, and I could go on and on. I served on a national board. I volunteered to the community. I was in charge of my, my oldest son's Sunday school class and, and, and you've heard the stories. It's in the book, read the book. And what I'm telling you is that it's all possible now, had I gotten totally into the fact that I didn't know whether my son was going to be alive, I would have missed the fact that he was alive. I would have missed the fact that in this moment, he was here. And as somebody whose mom passed away seven weeks ago, it hasn't even been that long. I tell you, I, I love her. I talked about her for, for, for the entire month of November and I'm sure I'll talk about her for the rest of my life. And the reality is I don't even, I don't know how long that is. I'm planning on being here for a long time, but I could go get hit by a bus. Like, I don't know. And the reality is I can't worry about that because that's out of my control. So all I've got is to be present in the moment. Want to talk about depression? That's focused on the past. You want to talk about anxiety? That's focused on the future. We focus in the moment and be present with what we have because it is a gift. It is a gift. And so when we're focused totally in our mind, our body and our spirit, and we're here in this moment, That's when we create magic, and you guys, there are all kinds of people in this world that are committed to that. And I have found a community of people, like like hundreds wide. I heard the statistic this weekend, and it just, it actually, it hurt my heart. And it said that if some, if you were in a state of emotional need and you got to lean on somebody from an emotional state space, so the person that you would pick up the phone and call to say, hey. I'm hurting right now, or I'm working through this. Do you know how many people the average person has on that list of people to call? The average person has zero people that they can lean on for emotional support. Zero people. And then we wonder, we wonder why our children are taking guns into schools. We wonder why our divorce rate is 50%. We wonder why the the rate of medicine of anxiety and depression, we wonder why in this pandemic, our connection rate is abysmal. You guys, I have 40 new best friends that I met three days ago, and we never connected in person only via, and yet I feel like I've known them for years. One of my best friends in the whole world, I've only known for two years and I would trust her. I, I committed to trusting her the moment I met her. I committed to being her best friend the moment that I met her. And I am blessed to have many, many best friends. I am blessed that the number of people I count on when I'm in an emotional challenge is not, no, not even one, zero, not even one, zero, zero. I have so many people that I could and have reached out to that pour into me. And I want that for everyone in this world. I want everyone in this world to have the the knowing that whenever they want it, require it, or even need it, that it is there. And what that requires is just being open and saying yes, being open and saying yes. So I am passionate about emotional intelligence. You can hear it in my voice. If you're watching, you can see it so on Inspired Choices Network, you can hop on it. You can talk to me about this if you want. I am so passionate about this work and how it can affect our world because there's absolutely no reason for war. What is war? Somebody has a need, a lack, and somebody else doesn't. And they want it. There is enough in this world. We live from a space of abundance that we can figure out how this can all work. So guys, you are listening to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson. We are going to go on a quick break. We're going to go on a quick break. And when you get back, when we get back, we are going to continue this conversation on emotional intelligence. What? How do we even get there? Like, I'm, We're going to start to peel back the layers and just talk about what emotional intelligence is. All right, guys, enjoy this break. You'll see the profit launch with Kathleen Reeson on Inspired Choices Network. We'll be back in just a second.
0: Building a business is a lot like baking a cake. There are certain ingredients that can't be missed. By listening to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson, you will learn the five key steps that every great business utilizes. You will hear from successful entrepreneurs that will share what works and what doesn't work in their businesses. You will have an opportunity to ask questions so you can apply these steps directly to your business. Host and business coach Kathleen Reeson built seven successful businesses while raising three boys, volunteering extensively and having some time left for her husband and herself. Listen to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson, and she will show you how you can build the business and the life you dream of, too. Are you ready? Listen to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson Radio Show every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com.
1: Are you a subject matter expert? Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at Inspired Choices Network.com.
0: Welcome back to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reese. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at Inspired Choices Network.com. Now, back to the program.
1: Welcome back to Profit Launch with Kathleen recent, and we're here on Inspired Choices Network. And we've been talking all about emotional intelligence. And before the break, I went on a rant about why this is so important. And I truly believe that like, you can hear it pouring out of me. I believe that emotional intelligence is what's standing in the way of what we really want. Okay. So if we know that, why don't we, why aren't we all just these really emotionally intelligent beings? Like, I'd love to say that I've got it all figured out and <laughs> That's really funny uh, because I have my own, I still stand in my own way. I've been practicing this work for years and I still stand in my own way. And I have friends, like let's, let's even talk about friends. We used a statistic earlier before we went on break about how uh, the number of people that have someone that can, they can count on an emotional crisis that they can lean on for emotional support is actually zero, which is just it's a crazy statistic. And the reality is how we look at friends is really an interesting space. And so I have friends that I are just, I love to hang out with them. They're fun. They are really fun. And I have friends that I, I love deeply and I don't want to hang out with them because they're kind of mean. Uh, and they're not really mean. They're actually really loving. And they hold me in a space where they, they know exactly where I want to go and what I want to create and they don't let me off it. They don't let me off it. So, I'll give you an example. I I love my husband. So, he's not the one that I don't want to hang out with, right? But he's a combination of it. So, I said to him uh, last week, I say, Hey, Josh, uh, I get to up my fitness, my my, my overall health. So, my blood pressure, uh, if play the genetics game, right? My blood pressure sits like right on that level of, eh, it's okay. Like, I've had issues in the past. I told you when I sold my marketing firm, uh, my blood pressure at that point was so high. Cause I put myself, blood pressure is about the pressure that's, that's coming that we accept from the outside. And so I had put myself in a position where my blood pressure was so high, like, like stroke level. So here I am, what, like 35 at the time, actually forgot this weekend, how old I was uh, crazy moment <clears throat> being present. So 35, uh, around there. And I had this, this experience where my blood pressure was just way high. So that was how I realized like, Oh, I, I get to really watch this. And what I know about that is when my health, when my physical health, when my nutrition, when that is all in check, my blood pressure is in check because that was wherever my focus is. And obviously I've got some other factors in there that support what blood pressure is. I'm not a doctor, so I don't claim to, to understand all that. So medically, what I know is it's something that I get to watch and I noticed I, I gave blood the other day. I told her I had COVID. And so I wanted to, uh, see if I was a, a donor where I could, I could donate the convalescent plasma. So I go to donate blood and they're doing just a regular med check. And I noticed that my blood pressure was just slightly higher than it normally is. And so I looked at it and said, you know what? I've been off on my physical health game and my nutrition has slid a little bit with my mom and I've just had other focuses. So emotional intelligence, right? I've let things, Way of what I want to create. So this is like a perfect example of how that can happen. Even me, I've been spending years focused on this, and it still happens. And so I say to my husband, like, you know what? My blood pressure was a little bit high. I'm not exactly. I'm not where I want to be. And he says, When are you going to work out tomorrow? And I'm thinking, like, I mean, I don't, I don't know. No, you know, this is why I say. No, I'm, I'm committed to working out tomorrow, but but I don't know. I don't know when. And he goes, No, like I want. I want an actual time. And I said, No, no, I'll give you the time, but I'm not. I'm not going to give it to you right now. And he goes, No, no, I'm not. I, give me the time. And I, I, because I am a strong personality, if you haven't figured that out, I said, I'm not. I'm not going to give you a time. I, I'll give you a time by noon. It's like eight o'clock. There's no reason I couldn't have picked up my phone and said, I will work out by this time. Like there's absolutely no reason. And if I was committed to my commitment, then I would have done it, but I was committed to being right. And so I wouldn't give him a time. And guess what happened? Do you think I worked out the next day? Like, do you think that I actually did? I was committed to being right and he came up and said, "Great, I hear you. You say you're going to work out. When are you going to do it?" When are you going to do it? And so guess what? I didn't. So, I get to shift how I'm being. Like that was my biggest realization of, "Whoa, back the boat up. I'm in my own way because I'm the one that said that I wanted to create improve my health, not him. He didn't say it. He doesn't care. He's going to love me for how I am, but I, he'd love for me to be around longer and not have issues with my blood pressure. So he has a vested interest in it for sure. But I'm the one that said that I wanted to improve my health. So why in the world would I sabotage myself that way? That's the pieces, ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) right there. That's the piece where we all get in our own way. And so this concept of friends, or in this case, my husband, somebody who's willing to be that interruption and show you, Hey, red light here, blinking lights, you're standing in your own way. You're standing, Hey, you're standing in your own way. And so it's not even the fact that I got to, yes, I get to work out, absolutely. And the bigger piece is, you're not committed to your commitments if you say you want something, but you're letting something else come above that. I want to work out, work out, it's pretty simple. But yet there's layers that get to be um, peeled here. So when you really are in the practice of understanding, what do I say that I'm going to do? And then I don't actually do it. What's actually underneath that? So my husband and I are in the practice of confronting each other and being an eruption. When we say we're going to create something, notice what the, what happens. Notice what happens. I have another friend. So Wendy, uh, and, and Wendy's been on the show with me before. She has her own show that she runs. It's Crossroads to Awakening. You can listen to her. She has a different angle uh, and it's beautiful. And she loves this emotional intelligence. She actually, co- she, we were co-captains in this weekend experience. Good friend, Tabitha, she was there as well. And so one of the things that Wendy and I talk on daily, actually, she sent me a text already. We've already communicated yet this morning. And we say, what are you going to create today? So I know Wendy's vision and I know what she wants to create. And when she's up against something and I know she gets to break through it, I'm going to hold her there. And it's not going to be comfortable for her. And I know there may be moments where she's like, I hate you and I love you at the same time. Uh, I have another friend, Suzanne, who we, she sends me her declarations every morning. I tell her what I'm going to create. At the end of the night, she also gets to tell me what she actually created. So the difference is like, I have friends that I love and it's fun to spend time with them and I care deeply for them. And then I have friends that allow me into the space of saying, let me hold your vision and not let you off it and we we've got to have these people in our lives. And my my invitation is that, that there's really no difference between these friends. If I'm going to be in relationship with somebody, I get to be that. I get to be that for them. Now, there's also I, I, one of my my friends uh, who I have a same relationship with Brett. We were talking the other day and he says you can't preach in your own home. You can't preach in your own home like, you know, pastors are preaching same thing. You can't preach in your own home, meaning my husband and I have a special relationship that will hold each other there. And there are times where I say to him, who do you want me to be for you right now? Do you want me to be your wife? Do you want me to be your friend? Do you want me to be your coach? So now I'm stepping into multiple roles and I get to be highly cognizant of the role that he asks. If he says right now, I just want you to please just be my wife, then, hey, all bets are off. I'm not going to hold you to a higher standard. I'm not going to... Uh, I'm just, I'm going to be loving. That's it. Like I'm loving. That's how I'm going to show up. I'm going to be loving. And he says, be my coach. I'm going to go in and say, you said you wanted to be here. You're, you didn't, you're here. Like what's in the gap, what's coming up for you. So he having that conversation of who do you want me to be for you? So I could show up, but like, let's just say, uh, let's create a situation here. Uh, let's say my husband comes home and he is on, like, he is mad. He is mad. So somebody hit his car, let's just say. So he's got a giant truck, F-150, this white F-150. This actually happened. Let's use this example. It's perfect, okay? I hate making things up. There's so many great examples of life. So we're about ready to go on vacation. We went to Florida a few weeks ago. We drove down, 24 hours, rented this house and then drove back. So COVID times, right? We 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 get to create what we want to create. We wanted a vacation. So we drove there, stayed there, didn't really interact with anybody and drove right back. So before we get ready to leave, we've got everything packed up. We're all ready to go. And his truck, somebody drives by and knocks out the mirror on it. So he can barely drive the truck home. And he comes home and he's like, oh, so he's late. He's like, like an hour and a half late from when we said we were going to leave. So we got, we got a lot of hours on the road and we're already starting out late. He's frustrated that this happened. Now it's, you know, we, we the deductible, the insurance, all whatever it was, you know, I don't know what the, the dollar amount was, but it was not cheap uh, to, to fix this. You never believe all the mechanics that go behind those, those windows. So we got a lot of, a lot of stuff. He's mad. So I can choose to be frustrated because now we're an hour and a half later, the kids are antsy, we were going to leave right after lunch, now we're getting to snack time, and like, wow, has this interrupted my day, my flow. So I can be mad about it, he's mad about it, we can fight about it, there's lots of different places we can go. Or he can stop and say, okay, who do you want me to be for you right now? So if I'm going to be his wife, Mike, I love you, it's okay. Okay drop the truck off of the dealership. We're going to take the other car anyway. It's no big deal. We'll pack it up. Like, let's go. And so that's one option. If he says, be my coach, I get to be, I'm showing up as, all right, so hour and a half. What got in the way? Well, somebody hit my car. Okay. But like, what got in the way? I hear somebody hit your car, but that was a, you weren't even there when they hit your car You in the building. Well, why are you an hour and a half late? Well, this happened. Okay, great. I hear you. And why are you an hour and a half late? So, so hear that in that there's all kinds of different places that we can go. So if he invites me into the space of being coached, then I get to go there. So how often do we, as people jump into those roles without being invited? And then we get mad because they don't want us to be in that role because they don't want us to be in that role. So my dad, he drove to Indiana last week because he got to go uh, visit some, some family and, uh, a trip that he and my mom normally take and he got to go on it and he had some car troubles and in that moment you know what i wanted i wanted to be the rescuer i w- i didn't want him to be in that pain i wanted to drive to where he was give him another car and just fix the problem and i would have and what he asked was i get to take care of this i get to to create the resolution. And I knew that, that the best level of support for me was being the loving daughter, not the fixer. And as much as I wanted to be the fixer, that wasn't the role that I got to be in. And so really understanding what our roles are and then knowing that if stuff comes up around that, it's just stuff and we get to move through it. That is powerful stuff. But guys, like managing our minds like this, it is a practice. It's not something that we naturally think about. It's a practice, and so we can be in the practice of practicing. So we're gonna go on a quick break, and when we get back, we're gonna talk about the practice of practicing. How do you even start the space that we all have some level of emotional intelligence like that? We're just we all have it. It's how much we're open to it and receiving. So we're gonna talk about that after a quick break. Okay. We are going to go to quick break. You are listening to profit launch with Kathleen recent on inspired choices network. Enjoy this quick break. And when we get back, we will continue this conversation on emotional intelligence and why it's so important. All right, guys, I'll talk to you in just a second.
0: Building a business is a lot like baking a cake. There are certain ingredients that can't be missed by listening to profit launch with Kathleen. Reason, you will learn the five key steps that every great business utilizes you will hear from successful entrepreneurs that will share what works and what doesn't work in their businesses. You will have an opportunity to ask questions so you can apply these steps directly to your business. Host and business coach Kathleen Reeson built seven successful businesses while raising three boys, volunteering extensively and having some time left for her husband and herself. Listen to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson and she will show you how you can build the business and the life you dream of too. Are you ready? Listen to Profit Launch with Kathleen Rieson Radio Show every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Welcome back to Profit Launch with Kathleen Rieson. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Now, back to the program.
1: Welcome back to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson. I'm your host, Kathleen Reeson, and we are here on Inspired Choices Network, and we have been talking all about emotional intelligence and why it's so important to manage your mind and understand these tools. So I'm going to share with you my experience of how I even really stepped into emotional intelligence. It's an interest that I've had all my life, and I really, when I look back on this, now that I have the tools that I, that I do, uh, I know, mean, my mom was highly emotionally intelligent. And I don't, I don't think she actually did any specific work around it. She may have been in some classes and, uh, but she just naturally very intuitive and, and and understood that how we present ourselves is really, there's always something underneath that. And when we dig underneath it, that's where the juicy magic is. All the stuff that's on top of us is just stuff, right? right. It's my, how we present ourselves isn't actually how we are. So I think she fundamentally understood that. And, and growing up uh, whenever I would have a tantrum or or show up like mad or angry, she would always come to me and say, what's this really about? What's this really about? And so it got to the space of, of understanding that how I'm showing up and who I am are not the same thing. And I, it, that's carried with me. And especially as I've, uh, I have entered into my professional career and I, I saw interviewing people, how people show up like as I built my businesses, you know, how they show up. And then I think, my gosh, like, did I totally misread that person because I thought they'd be perfect for this job. Like I know they've got the capability, but why aren't they showing up? And as I dig into that and I see like, okay, so, so I get that they have the, uh, the, the capability, but they're not playing where, where they possibly could like what's in the way. And really seeing that how we show up and and how we have the ability to, the capabilities to show up are very different spaces. And so it, it requires a level of interruption to get rid of the stuff that's not working and to see what's working and elevate that. So that's really my basis of how I grew up in in understanding that this space existed. And uh, so a, a few years ago, I was in a space that, I, and I've shared a little bit about this. I had my marketing firm. I knew that there was something else that was really coming up. I was meant to serve in an, in an even greater way, but I didn't know what it was. And at the end of 2017, I committed to selling the marketing firm. And I did, I sold it to my partner. And I entered into this this space as we got into 2018 of just, I don't know what's ahead. I, I knew I wanted to work with executives in the space of leadership and understanding what it is that they got to create, but I, I didn't really know what that meant. And so as 2018 Continued. Uh, I just was in the space of being like, I mean, I, I did stuff. Right? I coached and I, I was growing my practice, uh, but I really, I didn't have the wheels under me yet. That was okay. I was really being. And uh, towards the end of 2018, like August, we found out that Josh had cancer, and it was a it was a great moment. I, I remember being in the room with him and the doctor saying, "You have cancer." And Josh and I looked at each other and said, "Okay." And the doctor says, "Do you you hear me? You have cancer." We're like, "Yeah, okay, cool." Uh, And I had scheduled a a plane to go to go to Phoenix. I was going to a conference, and many years— not many years— like the year before that, I was going to go to Phoenix for an event. And I got out there, and when I got, I was worried about my youngest son and. Uh, My husband, it was such a crazy time. They'd been so sick and there were little medical experiences that happened while I was out there. And I felt the need to rush home. Did I need to again, maybe, maybe not. But in the moment I felt like I needed to, and I never went to that conference and it was at the Biltmore. It was at the Biltmore. And so now here I am, uh, it's a year later and it's August and my husband and I find out that he has cancer. And I'm supposed to go to a conference the next day at no other place, but the Biltmore in Phoenix. And he said, okay, so you have cancer. Great. Well, what do you want to do about this? And he goes, well, I'd like, i like surgery. And it's Wednesday. I said, okay, great. I hear you. You want to have surgery. Uh, when can we do surgery? And he says, well, it's, it's Wednesday. So Monday, we got to get this taken care of. I said, perfect. I was supposed to come back on Monday. And I said, oh, I'll just come back a day early. And I talked with Josh and said, are, are you okay that I'm, I'm going? And he goes, yeah, no, go. Like I get to focus on this and you go, we'll come back. We'll, we'll go with the, we'll take care of the cancer and we'll move forward. And I said, okay. And totally surrendered. Like as much as I wanted to be with my family and cuddle my family and make it all right and make everybody feel great. I, I said, you know what? I, it's okay we'll figure this out. I'll be home on Sunday night and we'll pick back up. And so the next morning, not even like 12 hours after we got this, you have cancer uh, notice. I hopped on a plane to Phoenix and I went to the Biltmore and I went to the conference. And while I was on that plane, uh, we didn't even talk to the kids about this yet. We said, we'll talk with them on Sunday night. Like why tell them earlier? No big deal. And Josh was in a space of like, yeah, I mean, I have cancer. He got it. He was accepting it. We just, we hadn't shared it with a lot of people. Our, Our parents knew, uh, the key people in our lives knew, but a lot of our friends, like they didn't know yet. And I'm on the plane and we land in Phoenix, direct flight, the wheels hit the tarmac. So I turn on my phone and I hear ding, 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 ding. So I talk about this in the book. So joy and uncertainty agreed it uh, for no other reason than just to bring yourself to these moments in your life where you've had these periods of, I, I just get to surrender because nothing else is going to work. And, and how we move through these, because that's what we talk about in the book, really. It's, it's about how we move through these periods of time and not get stuck on them. So here I am, I, I get on the tarmac, my phone is blowing up and I'm thinking, oh my God, somebody's died. Somebody's died. And I pull up my phone and I realize that my husband, who like just 12 hours ago, we find out he has cancer. We're kind of in this pause period. He's decided to tell the world that he has cancer and how he's going to approach life. And here I am in Phoenix. Like, I'm going to look like, like the horrible wife. I'm going to look like the unsupporting wife, the, like this horrible person who in my family, my husband's time of me, my family's time of meeting, I'm in Phoenix. And so I had all this, this stuff that came up around that. And I had a really hard time. I wanted to be anywhere, but on that plane. And so the the, the, drive of that plane from the tarmac up to the gate and getting out and getting the baggage and the drive to the airport, to the hotel, to Biltmore, it was horrible. It felt like it was like seven hours. I think it was maybe 30 minutes total, but it felt so long. I ended up having to shut my phone off. I was with a a friend, but I just, uh, my head was so full of just all of these, everything coming at me. And I get into the Biltmore and I think, holy crap, you know, a year ago, I left this place and I never got to the conference because I felt like I had to go and like rescue. And now I here I am again, feeling like this horrible person. And I took a deep breath and I laid on the bed and I, I called my husband and I was like, I can't believe you share this with the world. Like, ah, we, we haven't even told our kids. What if somebody at school tells them and, and we don't get to be the ones that say, Hey, your dad has cancer and you don't know, all these things are coming to me. And, and so I took a deep breath and just said that it's out of my control. My kids know that we love them. They 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 feel that love. They have that love from all different angles. It's going to be okay. And so I went and swam in the pool, the very same pool that, that was what I got the call last time. I was in the pool at the Biltmore. So I went back to the pool at the Biltmore and I just swam and I had fun and I, I just hung out. And I went to the conference. It was great. And I came home. I'd left the day early. And I was with my husband when he had his surgery the next day. And after his surgery, I get this call from somebody from this conference and they said, What'd you think? I said, it was great, but I, you know, I left it early because I, I got to go support my husband. And she says, did you get signed up for this leadership? I said, leadership, I, I don't know what you're talking about. And she goes, well, tell me about what's going on in your life. So I told her and she says, oh yeah, go to leadership. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, if you say so. This is how easy I am at a rowing. She says, if you say, if this is, I said, if this is where you think I, sh- I get to be, this is my next level, then awesome. She says, well, based on what you want to create in your life and where you want to go, like, yeah, I absolutely think that this would be great. <laughs> So said, okay, cool. I had no idea what I was walking into. I thought I'm already successful in my life, but there's this other level that I'm figuring it out and whatever. If you say this is where I get to be, this is where I get to be. And so I said, yes. And uh, I had no idea what I was walking into. So my husband ends up having chemo. He gets done with chemo the day before Christmas, so on Christmas Eve. And here it is in uh, January and I'm flying out to California. So not even like a week and a half after he finishes chemo. But he says, I've got the kids and I trusted him. And I didn't, as much as I wanted to go, the the rescuer piece of me, the piece that wanted to have it all together and and make it not painful for everybody else, no matter what the cost for me, I was like, no, I can't go, I can't go, I can't go. And I I threw the equivalent of a toddler tantrum. I hadn't even bought my ticket. and, And finally, Josh says, look, are you going or not? And I said, no, I'm going. He goes, why are you putting yourself through this? Like, buy the ticket and go, and I kept growing this tantrum, like, ah, I can't, you know, all these, all these reasons, every single thing that ever stood in my way in my entire life showed up during days. And finally, he looked at me and he said, he said, you're going to California for this training. So you're either going to book your ticket or we're going to drive to California and I'll get you there myself. So which is it going to be? I thought, well, God, that's like a 28-hour drive. And he goes, well, here's how it's going to work. We're going to pull up at the airport. You're either going to get out and you're going to get on the plane. Or we're just going to keep driving to California. But either way, you're going to go. I said, OK, fine. And so I bought the ticket. And when it came time to go into the airport, I got everything ready. I got in the truck. Kids were there. He drove to the airport, and I got out. I gave them all hugs, and I walked through the airport doors. So then I was in the airport, and at that point, it was a real turning point. Like I was in at that then. I knew I was in until the end, but I was not a hundred percent in until I walked through those doors. Like all that resistance. So my biggest breakthrough came before I ever even got into this space. It was confronting every single thing that was in front of me and moving forward into it. And so I did. And and so that person I was talking about earlier, having that that person that can really support you and see you in, in everything that comes up and still hold you high and walk you through that and love you because know that that's not you. That's just all the stuff that's in your way. But know what your commitment is and hold you there. Those people are invaluable. And right now, the average person has zero people in their life like that, and that's not okay. We get to have more. We get to have at least one, but we can have hundreds because that's what we need for each other in this world. So here I am at the airport. I get on the plane and I go in for this experience. And it's this one that I chose was days, and then four days, and then so it was only a day in between. It was a really long training. I was gone for. 11 days, 12 days, something like that away from my kids. I'd never been gone that long, especially not after my husband just went through chemo, like crazy stuff here, people. And uh, I get into the very first day of training and my husband's had a scan that day like, to see how, if the chemo was effective. And he says, scan came back, uh, got to do more tests, inconclusive, not looking good. And I'm thinking, <laughs> um, what did I do? Here I am in California. And then they tell me, you can't have your phone. And I'm like, My family needs me. Truly my heart. And I was up against it all. And I realized that it's all going to be okay. And In a true emergency, it's going to be okay. And, And so I had all these things come up. But what was really coming up, I wanted to be a rescuer. Remember what I just told you earlier about my dad and how I wanted to rescue him this weekend? Like how many times in my life had I prepared to be a rescuer? And the reality is people don't need to be rescued. They don't need to be saved. They get to be empowered. They don't need to be rescued or saved. They get to be empowered. So how much of my energy have I been spending rescuing? And until I realized that that was the pattern that I got to break, that was key for me. And I I had an enormous amount of people standing for me to be able to see that. People don't need to be saved or rescued. They get to be empowered. So there's a significant difference. And empowering is saying, I see where you want to go. I see where you want to be. And I'm going to hold you there. And I'm not going to let you off of it rescuing and saving is I'm going to pick your hand up and I'm going to drag you there. Nobody wants to be dragged. Nobody gets to be dragged. It is, I see where it is possible for you. And I'm going to hold that space for you. I'm going to hold it for you until you see it. And you may never choose it. You may never choose it. And that's okay, but I will still hold it for you. So guys, this is powerful stuff, powerful stuff. And when we get it, we're not going to get it until we get it. And when we get it, that's when everything in our life changes, everything in our business changes, and we create exactly what we want. We're going to go on a quick break. And when we get back, we're going to pull this all together, all together. And why emotional intelligence is an incredible space and and how you get to really be a part of this and embody this in your lives, in your businesses, in who you are. So guys, you are listening to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson. I'm your host, Kathleen Reeson. We are here on Inspired Choices Network. We're going to go on a quick break. And when we get back, we'll wrap this all up. Talk to you in a bit.
0: Building a business is a lot like baking a cake. There are certain ingredients that can't be missed. By listening to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson, you will learn the five key steps that every great business utilizes. You will hear from successful entrepreneurs that will share what works and what doesn't work in their businesses. You will have an opportunity to ask questions so you can apply these steps directly to your business. Host and business coach Kathleen Reeson built seven successful businesses while raising three boys, volunteering extensively and having some time left for her husband and herself. Listen to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson and she will show you how you can build the business and the life you dream of too. Are you ready? Listen to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson Radio Show every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Welcome back to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Now, back to the program.
1: Welcome back to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson. I'm your host, Kathleen Reeson, and we're here on Inspired Choices Network. We've been talking all about emotional intelligence and why it is so important. Emotional intelligence is really focusing on what you want to create in your business, in your life, everywhere around you, and not being caught up in the circumstances. Because when we get caught up in that stuff, when we get caught up in that stuff. We're not focusing on what we want to create. And so the, the, the people that you have two choices, you can get caught up in the stuff, or you can get caught up on what you want to create. And so the, the space of emotional intelligence is choosing to be committed to what you're creating and looking at what is in the way, what's stopping you. So that gap, when we're constantly evaluating that, when we're constantly saying this is working, this is not working, that's what's powerful. But guys, each of us has a blind spot. Each of us has this space on the back of our shoulder where we can't see it. Or just like when you're driving a car, it's that tiny space where we don't see it. And yet what's in that space is actually what's holding us back. What's in that space is what's holding us back. And so surrounding ourselves with people that are willing to tap us on the shoulder and say, hey, this is what I'm seeing. It doesn't mean that that's what everybody's seeing, but it's what I'm seeing is in the way for you. I love you enough to share that with you. And my commitment to the world is that I get to be that loving interaction for the people that say, hey, are you open to feedback? Would you like to know what I see as what's in the gap between where you are and where you want to be? And most people don't find that kind unless you're in the practice of hearing that and receiving feedback to hear, hey, guess what? Here's how it could sound if you're not in the practice of receiving this. It would sound like, hey, let me tell you everything about you that's not working and that I don't like because you're a piece of crap and I'm going to share it with you. Like That is how it could be interpreted. And that is not how we want it to be interpreted. That's not the, the purpose of it. The purpose of understanding emotional intelligence at a fundamental level is understanding where we're at, where we want to go, and what's in the way. So I am in a constant space of saying, feedback, please, feedback, please. Like on this show, there are probably, I don't know, 95% of the the, the pieces in the show that are working, and there's probably 5% that isn't. But I don't know what the 5% that isn't working, that's not landing with you, that you want to hear that I, the places that I'm not going, the stuff that I'm not saying, the things that I'm not doing, I don't know it unless you share it with me. And that is a gift. And it doesn't mean that I have to go there. It just means that I know to land with you and to get you where you want to go, this is where I get to go. And unless you share with me fully and be authentic and honest, I don't get that feedback and I am robbed of that experience. And that means I can't be as impactful as I want to be. So hear that in that you and your feedback are a gift, not just to me, but to the world. And so we get to be in the practice of receiving those gifts. So I am constantly saying, please support me with feedback. Is that supportive? It, what worked? What didn't work? Where do we get to go next? What would that look like? And being in that constant feedback loop and knowing that it's all coming from love is what supports me in, in really getting out into the world and sharing my message. Where do I get to go next? Because it's not going to serve me to sit in a box and say, I know where I'm headed. I've been there and I can do it again. Well, if I've been there, then I'm not going there again because guess what, guys? Life doesn't work in reverse. We're not playing a reverse game. We are in forward at fast speed. So if we're working life like we're playing in reverse, it's not working. We are in forward. We are moving forward. (coughs) Excuse me. So being in a community where people call you forward, being in a practice, having a coach, where people call you forward and move you into your greatness, that is critical. That is critical, and that's what I'm up to in my life. And I do that in a number of ways. One, I'm an executive coach, so you want somebody to be that? Call me, I'll be that for you. We'll have that conversation, it'll be incredible, and it'll be unlike anything else that you've ever seen. So absolutely, Kathleen at KathleenReason.com. So that's one way. Two, step into a container like I chose into. Where else in the world will you have a team of leaders that are saying, how can can this person in front of me get to be in their greatest possible self? And again, my paycheck in that space, zero. I am giving unconditionally because I want to see people and I want to play in a space where people get to create. So I go hang out. I spend my weekends in places like that. So come hang out with me. I play out at I played out at Hardcore Leadership. I play at Boston Breakthrough Academy. I played at next level. So there are lots of communities out there. Go to Boston Breakthrough Academy, look it up, see what you think about it, and, and know that lots of stuff's gonna come up, and that's okay because it's designed. Remember, I told you when I got to the airport, all the stuff that came up. Okay. So for me being an easy yes, most people, they're not an easy yes all that stuff up came up for me there, comes up for them before they say yes. Okay, so have some, I'll be that person that'll ask you those questions. I've got friends that will be those people for you, but you get to say that there's something that you want. And in order to get there, you get to have a team of people around you that believes in you. And remember, the average person right now has zero people, zero that they can lean on for emotional support. So if you're saying, "Well, gosh, I just I don't have people around me or you think you have people around you, just go call them up. Go ask them for support and and check it. Do you really? Because I thought I did. <laughs> and, and I think people really wanted to, but if they're not if they're, if they're not in the space of of true emotional intelligence, then how can they be that for you? If they're not there, how could they be that for you? So you get to work together. And when you go there, they'll go there. When you go there, they'll go there. I found out when I went and committed to this program, guess what? Or did this experience and and really understand emotional intelligence? My husband, it was like he went through it. And then guess what? He did go through it. And our marriage went from about a level four to a level 10. To a level 10. We absolutely have breakdowns. And I'll tell you how we communicate and move through those is beautiful now. My businesses grew exponentially. I know I can create whatever I say because I say so, because I've created massively in my life and you get to create too. So guys, emotional intelligence, it is the place to play. And I mean that with all my heart. And if this all intrigues you, reach out to me. I'm the easiest person to get a hold of. Kathleen at kathleenreason.com. Look it up, check out me out on Inspired Choices Network. I come to you every. Monday with messages that I'm passionate about. I'll see you guys next Monday. Thank you for, listening, for listening to Profit launch with
0: Kathleen Reason. Kathleen Reason will return next Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Would you like to be on the show or do you have a show idea? Go to KathleenReason.com forward slash radio. Have a great week.